0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back Welcome to welcome back to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast I am your host, Cloyd Brown And I would like to welcome you to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast As you know, that uh, the Barnabas Speaks Podcast is a podcast about faith A podcast about empowerment, a podcast about encouragement And I would like to welcome everyone back But i also like to welcome our new listeners Those who are listening for the first time I would like to thank you for joining us And I hope that Something I say, something that you hear is a blessing, is, a, is encouragement, is an empowerment to you, and it helps you along your faith walk, helps you along whatever walk of life you're taking. And that is what the goal of this podcast is about. It's about encouragement, empowerment, and faith. And so last week we talked about the testimony. And the last week's episode was called The the Testimony. This week, this new week, we are talking about the gift and power of the testimony, the gift and power of the testimony. And so I would like to go for a familiar scripture, familiar familiar passage of scripture. We talked about it last week. I mentioned it, and it's going to be in the Gospel of John in the fourth chapter, the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter and this. We're going to read from I'm going to read this part, and then we're going to I'm going to give you a little overview of the of the. What's happening in this scripture. So we can go to the 4th chapter, the 39th verse, and we'll read down to the 42nd verse. And it reads, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them And he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. I would like to read that last verse again. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Uh, that is where we would like to start. Uh, the the power, the gift and the power of the testimony. The gift and the power of the testimony. Uh, last week we talked about the decline of testimony and how we have not created an environment for people to be able to truly share their testimony. And I suggested that we must begin to change that environment to be having an environment where people feel comfortable with sharing their testimony. And I was alluding to this right here is that the fact is that when we have an environment, when we allow people to truly tell their testimony, it allows other people to be made free to be to have liberty because they get to hear the testimony of someone else and it draws them to Jesus. And as you know, if you have spent any time with me in this podcast, you know that I start off with the faith aspect, and then, uh, of course, faith leads to empowerment and encouragement, but then I would like to use a practical, uh, your, your normal life, your everyday life example. But I, let's let's go with the faith thing. So what's happening in the scripture is that prior to those verses, uh, Jesus finds himself at a well, and he finds a Samaritan. Now, what you need to understand that Jesus was of the Jewish culture, and uh, uh and Jews and Samaritans did not uh, mingle. They did not. Uh, they did not talk to each other. They had. There was a distant distance between them. They did not get along. And uh, so, when Jesus speaks to her, she is surprised uh, because normally they do not uh, engage in conversation and, and interact in day to day situations and settings. And when she he begins to talk to her, she be, he begins to reveal himself, not by uh, saying who he is, but merely... Excuse me. By merely having a conversation with her. Uh, just merely having a conversation with her and engaging her and meeting her where she's at. And he begins to tell her some things about herself. And at that point, she realizes that, that he is more than... What meets the eye, and that is something special about him. So he then leaves, and well, not he, she goes and leaves and tells the people in town about Jesus. And when they hear about what Jesus did and who he is, they follow her back to Jesus. That's where I would like to stop. They follow her back to Jesus because of the testimony that she gave. Now, I said that last week that we must create an environment where people feel comfortable in sharing their testimony, sharing the things that they went through, sharing the things that they overcame. And if we create that environment, we will find that other people are, are, are giving room and they're giving the liberty to, to, to heal, the, the, the liberty to recover, and the liberty to seek Jesus just as we seek Jesus. So if we're going to create this environment, if we're going to do that, we must also create an environment where we're willing to share our testimony. Last week, we talked about the environment and all the outside factors about sharing a testimony. But this week, I would like to talk to you, the listener, about sharing your own testimonies. Oftentimes, our testimonies come with uh, stories that we're generally ashamed of or that we're afraid of, that we don't want to let anybody know because we have this facade or this this, this, uh, false image of perfection. And so... Uh, if you think about social media, you think about Facebook and Instagram and all the shots and the, the filters and everything. And, and so the filters are to create, create the almost a perfect photo. But that's not really what we're trying to do as Christians because we understand that we are not perfect. We understand that we do not have the ability to be perfect. Uh, Not on our own. In fact, if we were able to be perfect without Jesus Christ, then we would have to consider that the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross and such a gruesome death for our sins. Then that would make God a a very sadistic father. It would mean that Jesus had died for nothing if we could reach perfection without the blood of the, the shed blood of Jesus Christ and him being resurrected from the dead. Then so we understand that we have we fall short on certain things until we meet Jesus and Jesus helps us to accomplish the things that he would have us to accomplish, but the things that we are to, to accomplish. And so if that is the case, then we must now admit that we have some things that we need to work on. We have some things that we needed that we had to yell out and say, Jesus help. And we have some things that require God's interjection It requires God to to intervene. And in that intervening we'll find our testimony in that in in that interjection we'll find that that's where we meet God it is at this juncture in this woman's life this we don't ever really get her name we just know that she's a Samaritan woman that is at this juncture in her life that that Jesus decided to interject her life and give her help that she didn't even know she needed she didn't even know that she was looking for something, but Jesus meets her at this well, and he comes off as if he's needing something from her, and the whole time he had something for her. That is what Jesus does, is that Jesus wants to have a conversation with you. You know that uh, my whole niche in my book, The Becoming, is that this is a relationship with Jesus. We're having a relationship, we're in a relationship with Christ, and if we're going to end a relationship with Christ, we must... Come to the table knowing that he has something to tell us that he just wants to get to know us, but how can Jesus get to know who we pretend to be if we're we're in the mindset of pretending to be perfect to, to be be pretending to be the perfect Christian to pretending to not be depressed and to pretending to not be broken to pretending to to to, to have no needs and everything is honky-dory and okay how can Jesus help heal and how can Jesus help to? To, to redeem and how can Jesus help to to guide certain uh certain people and all of us in any direction if we continue to lie and continue to, to have this facade and this these filters on our lives that make us seem like we're the picture perfect human being when the reality is that we need Jesus more than we would ever needed him. That's what we do. I think about politics and I think about the church and I think about all these things and people like to present and project themselves to be these perfect individuals as if they have no faults. They have they have never stumbled and they have done any of these things. And when they do that, they, uh, they they interfere with God's ability to interject into their lives, because if you walk around, and if you don't need God, you can't hear God when he tells you, I have something for you. Yeah, we 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 need God to interject into our lives and we need him to in, interject because we're not perfect and we do make mistakes and we do stumble and we do lie sometimes and we do gossip and we do have negative thoughts and we do have impure thoughts. We do say something that we shouldn't say. We do we, we we're not the best examples on our jobs. We're not the best husbands, we're not the best wives, we're not the best Uh, sons and daughters. We're not the best preachers and pastors. We're not the best leaders. We're not the best of any of those things. And as long as we continue to project that, we are hindering people from seeing God in our life because the reality is that we are imperfect beings serving a perfect Christ. And we come to the conclusion that we need Christ, we leave room for Christ to interject into our lives. But as long as you keep on walking around like you don't need him, he he's not rude. He, he had, he's, he's a southern gentleman and he will not interject where he is not has not been called. This is what he says to the woman. He says, If you knew who I was and the gift that that that, that it is, if you knew who spoke to you, you would have asked him for a drink. And he would have given it to you. This drink that, that you that, that I'm I'm speaking of, that you will never thirst again. And so when she realized that there was a point where she didn't need she felt like she didn't need anything, but when Jesus now says, Hey, I know that th- I have a a, a a beverage, I have a, a I have a well that you will never thirst again. And then she realized that she wanted this everlasting water. She, she 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 didn't know what this everlasting water is, but but now that she realizes, she says, now give me this thing. Yes, she says, give me this thing. Now she now what happens here now is that she has now created uh, an an open dialogue where she's letting Jesus she know that she wants and needs something from him. As long as you walk around as if you there's nothing that that you need or want from Jesus. What can he do for you if you continue to walk around as like if everything's okay? Some some days we we some days uh, this is the reality of my testimony. Some days we don't have all the money to pay the bills. Some days that, that we don't get it right. Some days my wife is mad at me. I'm mad at her. Some days we don't get the mark right with our son him Some days I don't read the Bible as much as I have. Some days I have impure thoughts. Some days that I, I in my head, I'm, I'm 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 dealing with 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 this with anger. Some days in my head, I'm dealing with depression. Some days, and when I'm telling you that, I'm telling you this right now that every day. I'm telling you that some days I need, this is my challenge, but every day I need Jesus. And every day I let him know that I need him because I am not perfect. I'm not, everything is not okay. I'm not, everything is not all all right. So I'm like the woman with the issue of blood and she wasn't worried about the crowd. She's let, you know, help me, Jesus. I'm like blind Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus rather, and I am saying, Jesus, son of man, have mercy on me. What I am telling you is that you have to let Jesus know that you need him so that way he can interject into your situation he is a southern gentleman he's not going to come where he's not welcome so if you need something from Jesus you need to speak up and let him know he'll come by and talk to you but he will not interject himself into your situation and he will not he will not give you this thing he he, he without you saying Jesus I need something from you yeah. Is there anything that you could use from Jesus? I'm not talking about material things. I'm not talking about cars, houses, and, and money. I'm talking about soul saving, soul cleansing needs. I'm talking about. You need your self-esteem restored. Restored. You need. You need your your, your your mental stability reassured. You you have cancer that needs to be to be be washed away. You have all these things. You have some real things. If you have some real things, you now must be like the woman with the with the woman with the issue of blood. You have to be like blind Bartimaeus. You have to be like the woman at the well and say, "Give me this drink." We have to be one willing to open open a, a avenue for God to work in our lives. And we cannot do that walking around as if we're perfect. I know that all the rage is filters and in and Photoshop, but there is no filter, there is no Photoshop for your soul that I say that again, there is no filter, and there is no Photoshop for your soul. So that it's best to stop pretending as if you're perfect, that you don't, that you that you dot on your I's and you cross on your T's, because we all know that every last one of us falls short. Nobody is worthy. All have fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3 and 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3 and 10 suggests that it is written, there is none righteous, not no not no not one rather. Romans 3 and 10 says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3 and 23 says, For all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. And that lets us know that we are all falling short and we need salvation. We need healing. We need mind regulation. We need all those things that that we speak about in church. We need all those things and more. And he's not going to interject himself. He may come to meet you, but you're going to have to speak up and say, Jesus, I need you. I need something from you. And I'm not talking about money in the bank. I'm not talking about cars. I'm not talking. This is what you're saying. That Jesus, Jesus, I need you. No, 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 no. I need you, Jesus. How can we give a testimony? How can we even have How can we have a test or how can we even have a, a, a situation where Jesus interjects so that way we can have a testimony if we keep on lying about who we are. And the sad part about it is we're not lying to people, we're lying to ourselves. People know that you're not perfect. Those things that you think you're hiding, you're not that good at hiding it. You think that you're a good liar, but you're not that great at lying. You think you're, you're great at, at perpetrating to be something that you're not, but you're not that great great at perfecting. You are not that great as you think you are. And everyone else, most people can see it. But the person that needs to see it the most, that that you need Jesus, that you need hope and that you need mercy is yourself. See, you'll never give a testimony about your shortcomings if you keep on pretending that you're perfect. Because with the facade of perfection comes the hiding of the testimony. You must hide the things you went through because you have been living in this facade of perfection. This is what Jesus says. Jesus says, go get your husband. And she says that I don't have a husband. And he says, you said right. Because you've had, let me say that. I want to say five husbands, but let me hold on to it and say it the right way. I want to make sure that I am uh, saying this the right way. And uh, because I do not want to lead you down the wrong path. And he says, he goes in verse 16, he says, he told her, go call your husband and come back. And he, and she says, I have no husband. She replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact that is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said was quite true. And at that point, she she understood. She understood that she wasn't talking to a regular man anymore. She understood that she was talking to to someone that she needed something from. So, she couldn't live behind this facade if 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 she she had to be able to be honest with herself and say, "You know what? Jesus, you're right." If she lies and says, "Okay," and comes back, he doesn't have room to 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 create the room for a miracle. To to tell you about yourself because you're not honest with yourself. And so it's hard for other person to be honest with you about you because as long as you're lying to yourself, you'll deny the truth about yourself. You'll deny that you're having marriage troubles because You've you've created this 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 delusion of grandeur that everything is okay, and you won't be able to tell yourself that you that you're broke and you haven't found out your problem because, or that you're in debt because you've created these delusions of grandeur that 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 your money is okay, and you won't be able to tell you won't be able to deal with the fact that you're struggling with cancer because you have created a delusion of can that 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 you that you can't catch these things, and that you believe that somehow we've created this this environment where to not go and think thing to not go through anything is somehow divine and that it that it makes you a stronger Christian but nowhere in the Bible does say that if you live a life without any Without any stumbling that you're a perfect Christian that's not what it says and so what I am telling you that that you don't have to live the lie anymore and I'm I'm here as, as as your beloved brother to tell you and to free you and to encourage you and to empower you to break loose of this this facade that everything's okay and that you that that if you're a Christian that that you shouldn't be going through anything no you're gonna go through stuff because you are a Christian because there's some things there's some tests there's some some things that God has a process out of you and the only way that he knows how to do it effectively It's not the only way that he knows how to do it But the only way that he can effectively Get you to participate in the process Is to put you through some things Gold cannot You cannot remove the blemishes of gold Until it goes through the fire That's how you remove uh, The blemishes of, of, of metal Is to put it through the fire And and we are as metal We have to be put through the fire So that we can remove the impurities But after we get out that's where our testimony is birth. This is what happened. She's at the well with, with Jesus, and Jesus is telling her all about herself, and Jesus is promising her something and creates a need for, for her for her. And then she realized that this is not who I thought it would be. This is not the normal Jewish man that that hates Samaritans and this is He's not the know Jewish man that that Samaritans say. Hey, I don't know what it is about them, but it's something different. And so, if I'm going to, if I'm actually going to be delivered from this thing, if I'm going to be healed from 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 adultery, I'm going to be healed from my sins, and I'm going to be, if I'm going to get this everlasting this everlasting water, I must now get something from Jesus. And so, I spent a little. It's like the old the little song, and I I spent a little time with Jesus. Had a little talk with Jesus, and I told him all about my problems, and he made it all right. See, the thing is that when you tell him all about your problems, it requires you to be honest. And so she got honest with Christ and said, "You know what? I don't have a husband." And when he told her about herself, it 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 revealed that she was now speaking to Jesus, and now she is a believe she through this conversation with Jesus, this little talk with Jesus, everything around her didn't necessarily be all right. It didn't change the fact that the man at home wasn't a husband. It didn't change the fact that she had five husbands. None of those things changed. It didn't even change the fact that she needed water from the well. None of those things changed. But when she met Jesus, her perspective changed and her perspective made everything all right. It didn't mean that she, didn't run, she wouldn't run into trouble. It wouldn't mean that she wouldn't have any more problems. It meant that she met a man that told her all about herself, and she began to believe. And when she believed, when she had an encounter with this man named Jesus, she couldn't keep her to herself. Reminds me of the song, I said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I couldn't, sell, t- I couldn't keep it to myself. You ought to have been there. Said I wasn't gonna tell nobody, but I couldn't keep it to myself. You ought to have been there. This is what happens: is that she she has this encounter with Jesus, and now she runs off and begins to tell the, the townspeople and the city people about this man, Jesus. Let me tell you about this man that told me all the things that I did. He told me about myself and with. They begin to hear her story. They they were familiar with her. They said, "We must meet this Jesus because what she was really saying is that you should have been there when He told me about myself. You should have been there when He told me about this everlasting water. You should have been there. That's what she was saying is that I wish you was there, but let me take you back to Him. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Is that that we must create as believers." Uh, a, a an environment where we tell our testimony to get other people back to Jesus. What I'm trying to tell you, you should have been there when when I was going through a a spiritual attack and I called on the name Jesus and he showed up. You should have been there. You should have been there when I, I wrote down the prayer list and I wrote all of the things that would help me to, 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 to redeem my, 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 my self-esteem when I dropped when I left school and, and I was preparing to join the Air Force and when I when I felt broken down and I felt like that there was, there was no hope for me and they, and I began to pray and I began to fast and, and he came to see about me and he answered all my prayers and he, he supplied all on my knees. You ought to have been there. That's what that's what the testimony is saying. That I wish you were there when he did this to me. Your testimony is saying that you ought to have been there. You you ought to have been there. And the the response is okay. I wasn't there, but how do I get to him? We have to create, uh, our, we have to give our testimony so we can create to how can I get what you got? Understand that, that that Jesus is testifying about himself is that if you knew who had spoken to you, you would have asked for him a, from him a drink and he would have given to you and you would have never thirst anymore. And what she says is how can I have some of this water that you're testifying about? And then she goes and talks to to, to the townspeople and says, where is this man? Take us to him so that way we can ask, so we can talk to him too. And after it was all said and done, after they had a conversation with him, after they asked Jesus to stay, it said that they no longer believed based on her. They believed because they spoke with him too. They had an encounter with God too. See what one person with a testimony can do. uh, That One person can tell more people, and the more people will believe, and those those people that believe can now tell more people, and they can now believe, and then they those people that believe can now tell other people, so that they now can believe because they will all would have had an encounter with Jesus. You are holding on to your testimony because you built this facade of perfection, but what God is saying is that I'm not looking for perfect Christians; I'm looking for people that 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 can be honest with themselves, I remember in the in the, in the gospels where peter now goes to 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 jesus where well, jesus goes to peter and and he and he and he creates a miracle uh with the in the in the fit with the fish and when jesus rec- when peter recognizes who this man is, he says oh, you got to get away from me because I'm not worthy to be in your presence. Now, Jesus sought out Peter. And even after Peter says, get away from me because I'm not worthy to be in your presence, Jesus is taking this imperfect man and says, follow me, and I will make you a fisher of men. I want to use your imperfections to get other people. Jesus wants to use your imperfections, but if you still acting and presenting yourself as your perfect he can't use you you're not humble enough Stop living in this facade, beloved. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with Jesus. Be honest with the people around you and say, I go through some stuff. No, I don't always get it right, but Jesus walks with me, and that's how I stand strong. Yes, sometimes my, I have multiple bills due, but Jesus continues to provide. He helps me stretch my check, and that's how I can make it through. Yes, we have some problems in our marriage, but we, go, we both go to Jesus and pray, and He strengthens us up and teaches how to talk to each other. That's how we make it through. Tell somebody the truth about yourself and then tell them the truth about yourself. You present them the truth about Jesus Christ. You said that Jesus was the love of your life. You said that he was a miracle worker. You said that he was a healer. You said that he was a provider. You said that he was a protector. You said that he was your battle axe. You said all these different things. And now when you say it, You now must allow him to be those things so other people can see him being those things for you and so that they can go find Jesus for themselves and they don't have to believe on your testimony anymore, but they can believe on their own testimony, on their own encounter with Jesus. But as long as you hold your testimony in because you want to project his perfection, no one else is going to get saved Based off your testimony Because every time you you talk about About the things you, that the, About yourself rather You paint yourself as a perfect person And no one can If you're perfect and I'm imperfect I can't relate to your perfection I need someone that I can relate to their imperfection And they met Jesus It's easy to say that you that you follow Jesus If you keep on presenting yourself as perfect I need somebody imperfect Somebody that doesn't always dot their eyes Someone that doesn't always cross their T's Someone that doesn't always wipe the crust out their eyes I need someone that's imperfect that that, that, that that tells me about Jesus because that's the person to say oh I know he can help me because I can relate to the things that you've been through I appreciate you that that you that you would open and crack yourself open and, and and show us the imperfections and show us where God touched you if you are presenting yourself as perfect how can someone see where God touched you We have a testimony, beloved, and there's power in the testimony. The power in the testimony is that it encourages and empowers other people to follow Jesus. If you don't give your testimony, if you don't present to them the Christ in your life, how can they be healed? How can they get the same thing that you got? You're not perfect, beloved, and no one expects you to be. And I'm not saying this as a scapegoat to, to... to, to allow you to sin. What I am saying is that you need to <coughs> present to the people where Christ met you. Maybe he met you when you, were, when you were a teenage mother. Maybe he met you when you were dead and broke. Maybe he met you when you were on drugs. Maybe when he met you when you had addictions. Maybe he met you when you were cheating on your wife. Maybe he met you when you were, when you were, when you were in jail. Maybe he, wherever he met you. They need to be able to see that because that's your testimony, and that's what draws people to Christ. Testimonies. You ever <laughs> just think about what a review is? Like you actually, you ever order a product off the Amazon? I do it all the time. I order a product off the Amazon, and before I order, it, I go and look on the reviews and see what other people said. Especially when it comes to electronics, or let's say something that's not necessarily name brand but off brand, I uh, generally go in and check the reviews and check out the the testimonials about it. And so, uh, that's what I do, and I I do it so that way I could get an understanding of, of what this product is and why would I use it. Why would people use Jesus when you keep on presenting yourself as perfect as if you don't even need Jesus, it's just a Something to do, a hobby. My walk with Christ is not a hobby. My faith walk is not a hobby. I need Jesus every step of the way. I could not do it without him. And I'm telling you, beloved, I so that way, if you ever think that because I'm on this podcast and because I preach and because I encourage and empower that I got it all together, know there's some things in my life, that, that really, reality is, that, reality is that when we move from Charleston to to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, it was uh, very tough. The reality is, is that there were days where where we didn 't know how things were going to get paid. There were days where our 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 we thought our house was going to be foreclosed on and we thought that we were going to get evicted i'm not make i 'm not saying as if that it wasn't a possibility we had the eviction notice on our door. You have this many days to pay your rent or we're going to start the process of eviction that that was a real letter. I wish I would have took a picture of it because it is a powerful testimony now. There were days. There were days where I, before my son was diagnosed with autism, I didn't know how to be a parent to him sometime. And it became so overwhelming. We're just in the house, and he's trying to talk to me, and I don't understand what he's saying, so he's frustrated, and I don't understand his his reaction to the, the, his sensory uh, the sensory overload that he that he was feeling, and so I'm I'm lost, and we would go into Walmart, we'd go into Target, and he would have a complete fit, and and you know uh how we were brought up, it was hey man, you don't have fits, and you don't have you don't throw tantrums in the store, if not, if else you can you can get you can get a spanking, you get a beat, and you get whatever you want to call it, but I knew that there was something that was off. And reality, me beating him and me spanking him was not going to change that he had a sensory overload. And so now we're both in, in Walmart and Target, Barris. I'm just, I'm just trying to get through, not trying to make eye contact with any parents. I'm trying to let you know that I'm not a perfect parent. I'm. There was times where I, I was not the the, the best husband in the sense that I was, I, I was faithful and I was, I was, I was coming home, but I was overloading my, my, my time, and and so my wife wasn't getting the time that she desired. I'm letting you know that it's not. I am not perfect. I know that sometimes people look at me, they think that I say the right things all the time and I think the right things all the time but I have imperfections. Sometimes I have impure thoughts. Sometimes I look at I, I sometimes even even my 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 mind needs to I need to be rebuked. I must rebuke my own thoughts and say, Hey, I don't need to be looking in that direction. Sometimes even as a, as a Christian, I I I I peruse the wrong site. I struggle with pornography. I struggle with masturbation. I struggle with some things just like you. And and I'm and I'm telling you, these are the things that I prayed and asked God to help me with. And I'm not saying that I prayed one day and then the next day it was fine. No, I had to do several prayers. I had to read several books. I had to go on several fasts. And sometimes God took the the desire away, but other times he didn't take the desire away only thing he told me to do is that to keep on praying, keep on doing the last thing I told you to do. And some days, that it didn't cut off. And I don't want you to, to the men out there and to the women out there, just because you become saved and just because you, be, I don't even know why I'm going this way, but this is where God is leading me. Just because you become saved, just because you, be, you become ordained and licensed, you don't stop being a man or woman. So you still have your fleshly desires. You're still going to be attracted to women and you're still going to be attracted to men and you're still going to be sexually attracted. And so you're still gonna have to have some boundaries about you. It's still gonna be some struggle that you have to do. I'm telling you that that these things, the things that we put on, does not make us perfect because we've been walking with Christ for so long, it doesn't make us perfect. We still have these struggles, we still things that we deal with. Yes, even though even though me and my wife have been married going on eight years, yes, we still have disagreements about simple things. Yes, we are not perfect. There's nowhere in this. And I know that you look and you see, and, and if you take a snapshot of Facebook and, and Instagram, and you see me, my wife, and my son, and we're laughing and joking, this and that. But there's some thing, days that we're frustrated as parents and frustrated as husband and wife, frustrated in North Carolina, frustrated as employees, frustrated as Christians. I, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you that there's no perfection. That I don't want to put up this facade that makes that make you feel like that we have have it all together. I mean, if I'm being honest, I, although I, I, I know if you listen to my sermon that I know that I was called to be a, uh, a, a preacher and a pastor and all these different things. But I didn't, I, I, I didn't run to this. I rejected it. I wanted to be an author. And I always say it wasn't a good author, and I and I and I kind of I I kind of put up a facade about what it really was. I wanted to write erotica. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to write write erotica. I wanted to write uh, not. I mean, I wanted to write fictional erotica like a, a Zane. Yeah. Oh, Chloe, the preacher. You know who Zane is? Yes. Like Eric Jerome Dickey. I wanted to write erotica. I wanted to write erotic poetry. This is this is what I wanted to do. That's what I thought I was going to do. Like, man, I'm not going to walk away. And and this was the struggle I had. I'm I'm not telling you this just to, to, to 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 be transparent for the sake of transparency. But the reality of it is I couldn't do both. And so I begin to manufacture reasons why I probably shouldn't be a preacher. Even though I knew I was called to it. Even though I knew that I enjoyed it, and it, it, I'm telling you, these things are not overnight things. These these, these prayers that you're going to pray, these things that you're trying to overcome, these things that you're trying to go towards the perfection of Christ, it is not going to be an overnight thing. I don't. I doubt the the woman with the. It, we don't hear about it anymore because oftentimes we hear the testimony, but we don't hear the part after the testimony is the living. There's a reason. Why, after Jesus heals someone, he says, go and sin no more. Because he knows that the temptation is still going to be there. You don't just wake up one day, get saved, and everything that that you used to deal with goes away. This is a process. It's going to be some work. There's some work to do. There's work to do. There's things that I, I, I have to, hey, God, let's sit down and talk about this thing. You know that I wanted to write books on erotica. You know I wanted to be a, a, a fiction, erotica, nov, novelist. Well, son, let's, let's deal with it. Let's sit down and talk. Let's sit down and talk. Let's, let's talk about it. No, this is, this is how God talks to me. Don't you understand? This woman at the well, he sat down to talk to her. And wasn't worried about how awkward it looked because his disciples roll up on him like, yo, what's going on? But the reality is, he sits down and talks to me. Let's work. Let's work through this. I'm giving you this testimony because I'm, I'm telling you the things that I've struggled with because God came to talk to me about it. Yeah, it, we call it prayer, but it wasn't. It wasn't always that I was down on my knees praying. It was literally like, "Hey, God," he's like, "Hey, son, let's reason together. Let's let's talk about this thing." Yes, you have to get the poetry. Let's 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 turn it to good. Start writing love letters to your wife. Take that creativity and do something different. Oh, you you, you are you, you 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 feel like that you you've watched too much porn. Let's let's turn that to something different. Let's 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 create something different. Let's read something else. Let's let's write a book. Let's, let's get your creative, you, I want you to keep those creative juices, but now I need to take those creative juices and turn them in a different direction. I need to turn them towards me. And it's not, it's not gone. It's not, it's, uh, those thoughts, the creativity, there's things that I have to pray about. I have to pray about my thoughts, and I have to pray about how to have to focus my thoughts back on Christ. Oh, you're the preacher. No, yes, yes, we still deal with things that we have to. We have to get God's encouragement from. We have to get God's blessing. We still need Jesus, just like you need Jesus. And I'm telling you this not so you can have an open book into my life. I'm telling you this because I can tell you how Jesus worked with me. And he sat down and talked to me about me. And he said, just be honest with me. And then we can move forward. And then as we move forward. And so now I'm giving you my testimony. Because December 15th will make one year since I wrote the book. I I released the book, The Becoming. And all of that was a, a, a... a release of my creative potential that would have have went normally have went to erotica. And then he took me to the <laughs> he took me to Song of Solomon. If, if you want to see erotica, read Song of Solomon. And he said, write some of this stuff towards your wife. Take it towards the bedroom of marriage is undefiled. Take it towards your to, to where I have given you the freedom to express your energy. I know this is not, this is, this, is, this is my podcast that God has blessed me with. This is actually God's podcast that he allows me to, to, to use and to, to do it. And I know this is not what you would normally hear on a podcast, but I'm just telling you the reality of it is. I think, I think one day I'm going to do the, the, the Truth About Sex podcast. Because I think that, I think that we, we, we have to talk about these things. Because these are the things that people deal with. I know this is not what you normally used to on this podcast, but this is the reality of it. I don't think I ever said that out loud about erotica. And it's not because I was hiding my testimony. It just, I believe that there's, there's, a, there's a time and place for everything. And this was the time and place to let people know. And what I'm, all I'm, only thing I'm saying is, is that there's some things that you're struggling with that the only way to, to, to get your testimony, see a testimony, is for you to be honest about God. And I realize that we're going to have to do a part two of this because I haven't really talked about the, 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 how, the, power, the true power of it. But I mean, you have to give your testimony. And not just about, I mean, your testimony about how you started your business. You're going to have to give these testimonies. And we're going to talk more about this next week, but I, I think that I got, I got here because God wanted me to be here. And, and so these are the things that I struggled with. And I tell you freely on here, because you need to know you need to know my, 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 my thorn my thorn has always been sex and not just okay I, I was never a promiscuous person but, but the, the, thing that the everything that comes with the mental images and all those things and the pornography all these things that I struggled with and it was not hey God take this away and it was just one day, like I woke up the next day and it was gone. No, I. it takes time. And I wanted to let you know that it takes time because I don't want you to think that, hey, I don't want to project this perfection. I want to talk about this some more and more. And I, 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 I'm running out of time, so I want to end this podcast. And I feel like I'm kind of ending it on a like a, oh, how are we going to end this? And I, I know how to end it, but... It's, this is, is going to be a to-be-continued podcast because this is, this is some in, important things. and The first part, I guess the first part of our testimony is that we must be truthful about the things that we struggle with and not try to print these filters of perfection. People need to know that you have gone through something. But it's hard to give your testimony when you have spent your whole life projecting perfection that was not true. Beloved, we must be honest about the things that we have struggled with. We must be honest with God about the things that we're struggling with and say, God, I need your help because I'm not perfect and I cannot overcome this without your help. There's something I need from you. I need your help, I need your everlasting life I need some of the water from the well To where I would never get thirsty again Hey family, Until next you week, have just to, we to we another episode two. of the God Barnabas bless Speaks you, God you. Podcast I'm your host, Chloe Brown And I would like to take this opportunity, as always To open up the door If you would like to send your prayer request If you would like to send questions or comments about your relationship with Christ Or just comments about the podcast or more importantly, if you are looking to begin a relationship with Christ, if you're looking to accept Christ into your life, I would like to give you all my forms of communication so that way you can reach out and we can begin the process. My email address is Cloyd.brown at roc.rdu.com. Once again, the email address is cloyed.brown at rlcrdu.com. My name is spelled C-L-O-Y-E-D dot brown at roc.rdu.com. My Facebook is Brown. My Twitter is At GentlemanCloyd And my Instagram is At CloydBrown Reach out Especially if you're looking to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior I would love it for you to reach out That we can talk about What's the next steps In accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior As always I want to thank Each and every last one of you For coming out and listening Thank you for all those that are sharing And telling their friends and family about it I am more than More than grateful. I'm more than appreciative, and I thank you. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you and God love you.